Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Drop the Mic, the Chamber podcast with me, your host, Mo Beliveau, Executive Director of the Chamber of Greater East Hampton. And this is where we get to talk with members, local people of interest, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, innovators, and we get to discuss on a deeper level who they are, what they do, but more importantly, why they do it. Um, I would like to thank, always eternally thankful to our partner in this project, which is East Hampton Media. Um, a million thank yous to Jen Ramsey. Um, she is the executive director of East Hampton Media and also to her team, Ryan Arnold, who is the production coordinator and Tim Riley, who is the operations manager. Awesome team, awesome team. Um, and I wanna thank Jen, who happens to be our guest today, episode five, Jen Ramsey herself. So welcome, Jen. Hi, Mo. Thank you for having me on the show today. Yes, and I want to I want to um, thank you specifically for today because we are in the midst of our stay at home advisory via the state due to our current pandemic COVID nineteen situation. So there's been a lot of folks, um, obviously, who are at stay at home. A lot of businesses that are closed. Um, East Hampton Media being one of them, the Chamber being one of them. So for a little while, we had our podcast on hold for a little bit, but Jen and her team, the magical wizards that they are, have figured out how we can do all of this remotely. And as luck would have it, Jen was on the schedule for our next um, um, meeting. And um, so we're experimenting and we're giving this a try. So I applaud you and your team, and thank you for going through that, those extra hoops. You're welcome. And, you know, just like every business out there right now, I mean, we're a nonprofit, but just like everyone out there, we're just trying to change with the times and, um, you know, do the best we can to keep operating virtually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the experiment continues, and we just, you know, adapt and roll with what we got. So that said, how the heck are you, Jen? I'm fine. Um, we've been working from home since, you know, mid-March. Um, East Hampton Media um, is still broadcasting on our TV channels. We're refreshing it with fresh content. Um, we're checking all of the coronavirus uh, updates from the various websites and making sure that we post those on our TV channels so people can turn to channel 191 in East Hampton, 192, 193. Um, or in, in Southampton, we also broadcast on channel 191 and people can get up-to-date information on what's happening both in their town and also in the state and globally. Also, we're grabbing content from people around the community. So if anyone is um, creating a music video, a cooking tutorials, anything like that, this is your media outlet. You can send us all of that and we can broadcast it to your community. Nice. Well, I want to dive into that a little bit deeper, but before we go there, I want to start and, and, and uh, learn a little bit more about you. But before we get to that, I was wondering if you had the opportunity to have lunch, hang out, and converse with one famous person, who would that be? Um, Patrick Stewart, because I'm a huge oh. Star Trek Next Generation fan, and I think he's a fantastic 
uh, actor and I think he's well-spoken and very smart and I would love to meet Patrick Stewart. Nice. The final frontier. Very cool. Why don't we start with something just really very basic and tell me who is Jen Ramsey? Tell me about you. So basically um, I moved out to Western Mass when I was 18. I went to UMass um, and I... Where from? I was from Eastern Mass, um, up and down okay. the South Shore. Yep. Um, my Boston accent is gone because I was in theater and chorus and um, I had to say my R's, but my whole family has the Boston accent. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I moved out here um, to, for UMass um, and originally studied engineering and had kind of a change of heart halfway through school and decided I wanted to get into filmmaking. Um, so I changed majors my junior year, studied communications and film, did a bunch of internships, and then just ended up finding myself working in commercial television, technical operations. And then I found myself um, as a video editor, both freelance and for a small video production company. I've been working in film and TV for most of my adult life. I did take a few breaks um, and have to had to go into the corporate world a little bit, so I have some marketing and sales uh, and customer service background. I did some corporate training stuff and I wanted to get back into video and film and I saw Northampton Community Television uh, posted a job. I applied, didn't get it. And then a year later, I applied and got it. I spent about six and a half years there, um, both running the live broadcasts for government meetings, teaching classes, uh, video production, and then I found myself getting into more special projects and uh, project planning stuff, and I really loved it. Um, I had such a great time there. It's such a great community, and um, it just it feels really good to help people accomplish a project goal. After six and a half years, you get a little into the routine, and you feel like you know you want to kind of move on. And I saw the job in East Hampton media opened. And I thought I would be a great candidate for that. I should just go ahead and apply. Here yes. I am. So when I was doing a little research on you, I discovered that creativity is very important to you. Um, art is very important to you. Um, music is very important to you. As a matter of fact, we have a common dear friend, my niece, yeah. um, and you actually have played music together. Um, so that, that's pretty interesting. I don't, I don't even know what, what instrument do you play? Or, do you, or are you a vocalist? I'm a drummer. <laughs> um, okay. I, so that's another piece of my life that okay. I, um, my non-professional life, um, after college, um, I picked up the drums. Actually, I picked up the drums when I was really young, but I never stuck with it. Um, my sister was a drummer. My whole family are musicians. Um, I grew up singing, playing piano, like all kinds of stuff. Flute, I played flute for like, I don't know, 12 years. Um, but I really, I really wanted to play rock music. Um, and so um, I, I took my sister's drum set because she wasn't playing anymore. Um, and moved it out to Western Mass and started playing. And I ended up meeting a bunch of people through, um, I, I go to a lot of shows, live music, and um, ended up jamming with people and finding myself in local bands. Um, and that's how I met your niece, Linnell, 
I tried out for one of her bands um, and didn't make it. Love Linnell. But later, um, she plays bass, and later um, I ended up wanting to form a, a Misfits cover band, and I asked her if she'd like to join, and she became my bass player. And cool. uh, we also ended up forming an all-girl rock band um, called Avedis, and we played in that maybe two, three years. Uh, we played shows, you know. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, so I played in a I bunch of really local bands, but um, right now I'm not playing in a band. Um, trying to focus on um, getting East Hampton Media to be as strong as it can be, and then I'll uh, hopefully go back to playing music on the side. So what does that creativity mean to you, and how does it translate into your work that you're doing with East Hampton Media? You know, and, and what makes you a creative? <laughs> um, I mean, growing up, I was always, uh, my mom thinks I was like the angel child because I was very in my own world. I was always uh, nose in a book, playing with toys, doing creative things, coloring, drawing. Um, so I was just very in my mind and making art and creating all the time when I was younger. And um, I think that that it's just, uh, I don't know, it's a intrinsic part of me. I just, I'm a creator. I'm also, um, I like, problem solving and that's a big part of my current job and also part of all of my jobs really is um, problem solving that's something that I feel like is a strong point for me um, so translating creativity to problem solving um, it, it kind of goes hands in hand um, and the other piece is that um, I love um, moving art moving picture art you know video film um, and to be able to work a job where I get to help people create is really satisfying. I love yeah. helping people to create projects that they want to do. I've always kind of like helped out on friends' films and all that, but I'm not, I'm not a, uh, a writer. So I never really um, like wrote my own short films or anything, but I'm, I'm a creative problem solver and kind of a technical behind the mm -hmm. scenes person. Um, I love working on people's films. Uh, I used to do it just for fun, you know. Um, there'd be all these problems and how do you solve them? And like, we'd come up with quick solutions and I just love that. So let's kind of shift a little bit and um, tell me about, we're gonna talk a little bit about East Hampton Media again and tell me, what does East Hampton Media mean to you? Sure, East Hampton Media is a nonprofit uh, non-commercial community media center. That's the, the modern term for public access TV station. Um, what we do is we teach people the tools, the technology, and the skills they need to create non-commercial media, whether that be a film, a documentary, a music video, um, a podcast, anything people wanna create, as long as it's not a commercial. And we give them those tools and the training, and then we also distribute projects on our network, meaning um, we have four TV channels that we broadcast on, as well as we distribute everybody's content on a community YouTube channel. Um, so we're in the business of uh, teaching, training, helping people create, and distributing their projects to the local audience. Another piece of what we do is covering government meetings and public forums. 
So that's kind of in the spirit of government transparency and helping residents connect to what's happening in their local government. We partner with different organizations, such as the chamber, the libraries, to help them create content. As time goes on um, and cable television is starting to become less popular and more people are moving to internet-only service, we're pivoting with that and we're helping people to distribute their content online. Community access television or public access TV started back in the 70s in an act of Congress. The 1984 Cable Act put in place the ability for local communities to have their own TV channel. Um, and what they did was they wrote into that act that big cable corporations that run the infrastructure, such as Charter, Comcast, AT&T, <laughs> in exchange for running their infrastructure on public land, they have to give the community some funding to have their own channel. I don't think a lot of folks understand yeah. any of this. And I think it's um, helpful for us to understand. And, and, and probably most folks probably didn't understand that you are a nonprofit, such as, and, and as is the Chamber of Commerce. I'm sure folks don't realize that. Yeah, and so one other thing that I should mention about community access or cable access or public access, there's so many names for it. Um, the modern term is community media, and that's because um, we are anticipating a movement away from television, um, just from the trends of modern day, everybody's online. And so with that transition, community media centers like ours, Northampton, Greenfield, I mean, they're everywhere. Almost every town in Massachusetts has one, at least the bigger towns. Really? Um, yep. Now, see, I didn't realize that. Yep. I'm connected with all of them. It's really awesome. We support each other um, and we share ideas. It's wonderful. But not just in Massachusetts, but all over the nation, these places exist for their local communities. The problem lies with the funding and because people are cable cutting, the big cable companies who give a portion of their revenues to these small community access centers, the funding mm -hmm. is starting to dwindle. Um, so we're very unique in that we had that built-in funding, which is a portion of cable TV revenue. But now that cable TV revenues are going to go down, like we're starting to figure out well, what can we do instead to keep our operation running. Right. Yeah. Right. It's an interesting right. industry um, and it's definitely evolving, changing, and we're going to have to start figuring out other ways of generating funds. Well, and it's in, and well, and too, and it comes at a time now where we're in the midst of the pandemic, yeah. and that's um, another element that's adding to that problem for everyone. Um, but it's compounded, it seems, in your particular situation too. Just, just you know, it just happens to coincide with the trend yep. that's happening um, as to how people consume their media. Yeah, yeah um, you know. People have some misconceptions on community access or public access or community media, um, but the, the real, I think, comparison would be like um, Valley Free Radio, which is the community radio station in Northampton. A lot of people are familiar with it. We're like that, but for television <laughs> and media. Right. Um, and so we're not a news channel. We're not NPR. We don't have journalists. Um, we need the community to come to us and, and with their projects and create. Uh, it would be great to have some journalistic or news style programs, but that's community driven. So that's something that we'll be looking 
in the future to motivate more residents in the community to tell their stories. Ooh, I love that. I do. I love that. And, and it's interesting too, from a marketing perspective, that's really the way that trend is going too. People want to know, we want to understand that story and connect with that story. Mm-hmm. So that would be very cool. Yeah, in our industry, you know, as, as much as I kind of told you the bad part about television and revenues uh, going down for community access, um, media and storytelling and video is more important than ever now. That's what everybody's doing. We have mobile phones. We, you know, everybody's flipping through and watching videos. So there's definitely a place for community media in modern times. We're just going to have to pivot and not be so focused on television. Right. Well, you're on your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the middle of all of this COVID stuff. And I'm wondering, um, you know, I, I, we understand the impact that it's had on um, East Hampton Media. But what does all of this mean to you, Jen? How are you perceiving where you are now? And maybe where you're going? I mean, from a personal standpoint, I know this is really hard times for everyone. Um, mm but I'm trying to make the best of it for myself. And um, I think it's giving me a chance to take a step back, to take a breath, to focus. As an organization though, like I said, our funding is kind of built in, it's a percentage of cable revenues. So no matter what, that's gonna affect us, um, whether the pandemic was happening or not. So we're not super concerned right now. You know, we did have to close to the public, we are not doing you know live productions right now but we have migrated all of the government meetings to virtual and we're able to broadcast those on television as well as on the web and we're developing some workshops that we can teach over zoom or you know whatever platform with members because that's you know for a month and a half now we haven't had any member services really um, because we haven't been able to lend out gear And, and the majority of what my staff does is work with people lending gear, teaching them, editing projects, shooting. And so we haven't been able to do any of that. And that's something that we're really starting to think like, how can we support our membership from home using the tools they have, like their mobile phone or like their laptop? Like how can we help them create their projects? For example, we have a a guy who does a monthly music show and he has um, like an acoustic musician come into the studio he records their performance and then he interviews them and it's awesome. How can right. we help him do that through a virtual platform? So we're starting to try to figure that out. Nice. Well, you know, there's nothing like a good challenge. To yeah, to we've been challenged. Let me tell you. <laughs> the whole having to migrate all the government meetings to virtual and all the, we had to purchase, you know, some software and hardware to help us do that and learn how to do it. It was, it was difficult. But we did wow. it. <laughs> well, kudos to you guys. Big right? kudos to Tim. Tim did a lot of work to get us on air to, to be able to do these virtual meetings. So very it grateful happened. I have the team I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So where do you think that this spark that you have, this drive that you have for bringing your organization's mission forward, your personal values and, and concerns, where does that spark come from for you do you think ultimately community media is the right for local communities to connect with each other over public airways i strongly believe in that and so i fight for that right 
and I, it's also about freedom of speech, freedom of expression, um, using your First Amendment rights to be able to tell your story, to be able to tell your opinion, you know, whatever you would like to say, we're here to help people say that. Being in this field for so long and going to conferences and meeting other people that do what we do, um, there's so much potential to do great things. And I saw that East Hampton Media was struggling and um, I know that East Hampton Media can be great and I want to help transition that. And it's already happening. What defines success for you? I'm not big on the pressure um, that society puts on us to accomplish all these things. For me, I think success is focusing mm -hmm. on something, putting your time and energy into it, and as long as you learn something, then I think that's success. Very nice, nicely said. Are you a reader? I am. What are you yeah. reading now? I did start reading Stephen King, The Stand, because um, it's about a flu virus, and I thought it would be kind of interesting to read it during this time, um, but I'm not too far into it, so I don't have much to say about it. Interesting reading? To be terrified even more so than we already are? <laughs> <laughs> I like horror. I'm reading a book on just taming the frenzy. It's called Organize Your Mind, Organize Your Life. It's a self-help book about the expectation of multitasking. Multitasking is not a good thing. No. You know, we're, our culture is really driven by that. You know, I decided a while back, and especially being here at the chamber, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's really not helpful to be doing that. I it's, agree with you. I think... There's a lot of pressure um, in current professional jobs and society to be multitasking. It's a word, you know? I don't think it's a lifestyle. Right, and I think also that in, in our particular positions, leading an organization, you really need to have chunks of time that is quiet to be able to create, to be able to see the vision. And, um, and it doesn't come when you're bouncing around like a crazy person. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to share with you what I'm reading. It's called The Obstacle is the Way, and it's by Ryan Holiday. And it's on um, stoicism, the philosophy of stoicism, and taking um, the obstacle or the adversity and um, working through that calmly and strongly. Nice. So with that, Jen. I want to thank you for joining me today. This was a great conversation. I had a re I really enjoyed myself. I just so look forward to once we're be able to get back and do what we do live and in person um, because we are actually pro um, partnering on several projects and we'll have more on all of that as we move along. Yeah. So thank you, Jen. Thank you, East Hampton Media. Thank you, Tim and uh, Ryan for all of you do, and where can people find you, Jen, and East Hampton Media if they need you? Sure, our website is easthamptonmedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, East Hampton Media, Instagram, East Hampton Media, and uh, YouTube, East Hampton Media. Nice, and that goes for the same. For the Chamber, you can find us at easthamptonchamber.org. That's our website for more information about the Chamber and what we're up to. So that's it for us for today, and we'll see you next time. And Thanks. Bye, Mo.